It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Hey there, and welcome to another edition of Make the Dough Rise. Walter Storholt here alongside Brian Doe, certified financial planner at Living Worth Wealth Advisors, serving the Lake Country and beyond with an office for now in Greensboro, Georgia. More on that in just a moment. Find them online at livingworth.com. Don't worry, Brian's not actually like really going anywhere. But I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I don't want to scare anybody. Um, he'll, he'll still be in Greensboro, Georgia, I believe, uh, both physically and technically in the address line. But uh, we'll hit that news in a moment. Speaking of things rising on today's show, inflation will be our topic of conversation. So stick around. Uh, kind of a very appropriate topic to talk about on Make the Dough Rise. Just the similarities and the symbolism is uh, just an incredible merge of things on the program today. Brian, I'm looking forward to that conversation. But first, how are you? And give us the news. Uh, you're, you're getting the boot out of your office space. We got the boot, man. There is a run on not only residential real estate, but commercial real estate in Greensboro. So evidently when the COVID, you know, reshuffle and, uh, you know, people migrating out of some of the the bigger city areas, Greensboro got discovered. And so I, I enjoy being right, Walter. And I was, I was probably 10 years ahead of the curve, but I don't enjoy being right when it impacts my life. The commercial space that was available has just been snatched up. They're putting in like a co-working space and other professionals looking for offices and things like that. And so the building we're in was sold. And so if you, if you come back, if you've moved from Greensboro and you come back to visit me, the next time you come back, we'll probably be in a new location. I'm sure our uh, producer, Andrea, is going to be very busy with uh, tasks you're loading her up for the change of address. No, 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 no. Like she's, she's loading me up. She's the <laughs> list maker of a champion. So I... I'm going to have to check with her she, about she, checkoff boxes. You, you delegate to her to delegate things back to you <laughs> right, in an organized right. fashion. That's how it works, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you're understanding the setup here very well. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, good luck with the move. Let us know if you need some help lifting some boxes when we get to that point, and uh, we'll, we'll get you moved over into your new space. And Yeah, man, bring your truck and come on. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, well, let's get into our topic today, Brian, and uh, it's a good one because you know uh, it hasn't been a top concern of clients for maybe the past several years, but all of a sudden here in 2021, we have a new top financial concern, I think, among most of your clients and anybody that's kind of approaching retirement or just kind of interested in the financial markets and their portfolios and just life in general, because it's something that impacts us greatly when it gets haywire, and that is inflation. What's kind of the the pulse right now if you're kind of taking the temperature of your clients and how people are feeling about this, because it's hitting the news pretty much every day. You turn on the nightly news or your local news, and there's uh, some story or talk of inflation and its negative impacts that we might need to all be getting ready for. Yeah, you get these flavor of the day themes and, and concerns. And th- this one has some you know legitimate concern because we've, we've had a massive amount of stimulus and uh, printing and expansion of the money supply. And those those can be very inflationary things. And if they're not counteracted by predicting where future interest rates are going to go, what inflation rates are going to be, and with the tools that they have to influence and potentially cause inflation to rise, we've actually had a, a couple of periods in the last you know, 10, 15 years where deflation was a concern. So they've had a very time Hard, a difficult time engineering inflation in the past when they wanted to hit this target of 2%. So I, I backed up and I said, let's take a look at this recession. The COVID recession hit in 2020. It hit hard and fast, but it was, you know, they always say this, you know, this time is different. Well, this time it actually was different. If you go back and look at most 
recessions, they usually happen slowly where the economy overheats and then they step in and try and slow the economy down, raise interest rates, and and then they overdo it. And we, we go into a little bit of a, a recession and then it takes some time to recover out of that. Well, if you look at the dot-com bubble and the financial crisis, both of those were big. They, they did a lot of financial damage. There, there was a misallocation of capital and that caused the the value of you know certainly tech stocks and then the overall stock market to decline that that depressed portfolios that that ends up having a a behavioral effect called the wealth effect if if people's portfolio balances are smaller they live like they're less wealthy and when their portfolio balances are up and their housing values are up uh, they act like they're wealthier and they spend more so the, these things can have real impacts on people's behavior but this time it was it was totally different in that this was an external force. The savings rate, which has historically been quite low, hit might have been an all-time high or certainly a high that uh, hasn't been seen in decades, well into the 20 to, to 25% range. And that's huge. That is a huge number for, for the savings rate. So now we're coming out on the other side of this recession and we have people's the, the stock market has recovered, you know, so they they feel wealthier, and their housing values have appreciated because there's been a a big boom in the housing market, and again that wealth effect plays into your other assets. You know, so if, if you're on your balance sheet, your house has appreciated ten or twenty or thirty percent, your portfolio is back up you know, to where it was beforehand, and a lot of people stop spending on the things that they would have normally done, and all the money was piling up in savings accounts and checking accounts. And now as the vaccines are come, being rolled out and things are opening back up, there is a massive pent up demand and, and growth is back. So if that happens too quickly, okay, we've had all this stimulus, you know, printed money that can, I understand where the concern for inflation it, it comes from. But if you look, airlines, we are back to, I think it was 90 5% of pre-COVID traffic on domestic travel. That's crazy. It's a big number. Uh, actually, I can join that freight. We actually are looking at booking flights for two different trips now. So we're kind of joining that, you know, back to the travel group as mm -hmm. well. Yeah. And, and, and the airlines aren't very equipped for it. I've heard horror stories and I've seen several videos of some crazy stuff happening on flights and airlines around the country. But you know, after September 11, it took three years for air traffic to get back to normal. And, you know, here we are just entering the reopening phase. And, and again, it's, it's domestic travel, not international. I think that'll be next to, to open up. Well, then you look at the cruise lines. They're all backlogged. Everybody's re they're ready to cruise and go places and, and do things. And then the interesting thing is, is as people go do these things that they could not do during the pandemic, well, they're not going to stop using the things that they did use during the pandemic. Okay, nobody's going to cancel their Netflix subscription. All these Pelotons that everybody bought, they they're they're going to keep those you know, subscriptions going. So I, I see an opportunity where you know things could be very good for a broad spectrum of of, of stocks and, and investments. The the big concern is that the Federal Reserve today has just an overwhelming influence and depending on one announcement, one piece of data, 
one signal about when they're going to potentially raise rates or what their concerns are for inflation, this whole topic can really change on a dime. And we saw that last week. Okay, but going into this, I had a lot of people coming in and saying, oh, you know, should we buy gold? Should we buy uh, treasury tips, uh, commodities? What, what are we going to do to protect from inflation? And with one Federal Reserve announcement, everybody's concerns were like, oh, I guess this is going to be transitory and, um, you know, no concern about inflation. Gold, the, the price dropped, I think, uh, seven or eight percent in a couple of days. So anybody following this consensus or herd mentality uh, definitely runs the risk of, of getting an unpleasant surprise. I say all that. And the reality of the matter is we did have a supply shock. OK, so we, people were out of production. There has been some manufacturing uh, slowdowns where people couldn't get into you know, different manufacturing facilities. I think you saw it in, in some of the food and, and production uh, sectors of the economy. Then on top of that, we did have a couple of disruptions from the, the cybersecurity issue, the, the, the ransomware that hit the, that pipeline. And there was a meatpacking plant out in Colorado that got hit. And so you're, you're seeing these little pockets of inflation that are you know, things that we buy every day, oil, gas, that's, that's partly a you know, federal government policy decision, kind of tying back to the Keystone Pipeline, and then this uh, hack that happened with the oil distribution pipelines. And so that it feels like there's more inflation maybe than there, there could be long term because we're, we're seeing it very front line. And then you're seeing it in housing prices because everybody was staying home. So they're going to fix up the house, do an expansion, build the new house. And so I think a two by four was running about 300% of its normal price. And then already uh, in the last couple of weeks, those lumber prices are are starting to come down. So your warehousers and Georgia Pacifics of the world, they they revved up the sawmills and were pumping out two by fours as fast as they could. So eventually those things will catch up. And um, again, that leads me to believe that this is going to be a transitory effect. And, and another area where you can see this being a potential problem for a little while is in the shipping industry. You heard of the Suez Canal yeah. log jam. The, the, the crazy images of that big barge and then the, the little, little tiny like tugboat that was, you know, down below trying to yeah, do little something. Digger. The little digger. Yeah. It was like, oh, I'll dig this little, little space for you here. <laughs> it was they, comical. They were reliant on the moon to get that thing oh my uh, gosh. out during a high tide. But, but that, and then um, while they were trying to get COVID supplies and, and uh, protective gear to, to certain places, they actually used container ships to get them you know, from where they were to where they needed to be. And then they took empty containers back to speed up the process. And so right now the whole shipping industry is in, in a bit of disarray. And so that's, that's causing some price increases. Uh, I want to say it's almost a, like a tenfold increase for, for shipping some uh, materials. It de depends on the route and, and what you're shipping. But again, that's not, I don't think that's going to take that long for people to sort that back out, they're going to get the containers where they need to be. And, and you know, there's a definite economic interest and incentive to, to get those things. So let the market work, let the market do what it does. And uh, I, I think we'll continue to see things get, get back to normal over time without, uh, you know, this kind of permanent hyperinflation like we saw in the 70s. So any steps that somebody should take in the meantime, any actionable items or really just sort of sit, wait, ride out the ups and downs of inflation here and, and don't let it disrupt your, your kind of daily planning and long-term planning? So what, what I said earlier, I want to be very careful about going with the herd. Everyone believes it to be true. 
I get very concerned that they're they're going to be wrong. When everybody be believes it, if everybody changes their mind, suddenly you know the, the thing they thought was going to happen isn't happening. It will sell off as just as fast as as it can. And so the best example I've seen of being contrarian was Bill Gates in 1999. Okay, he'd made all of his money on Microsoft. I guess he was duking it out with the the feds over you know antitrust issues. But he was selling off a lot of Microsoft stock and he was buying treasuries and gold. And at the time, even Switzerland was abandoning gold as a reserve. So you could buy an ounce of gold for $250 to $300. I thought, what a boneheaded idea that is. That's crazy. And then treasuries, we've been talking about rates going up for 25, 30 years now. And so I thought, boy, that, that's another dumb idea buying treasuries. Well, over the next you know, 20 years, that, that turned out to be a phenomenal contrarian move. And so, you know, what I think Warren Buffett says, you know, be fearful when other people are greedy and be greedy when other people are, are fearful. And, and so that contrarian uh, mindset will actually serve you better, I think, in, in this type of market. And, and, and people run in and they want to buy I bonds or treasury tips and, and gold. Those things are going to be entirely dependent on inflation for any kind of positive return. And so what I'm looking at is people are reassessing life, they're reassessing work, what they want to do. There, there's going to be a real overhaul shift, as you can see with the shift to Greensboro, as people learn to, to work from anywhere. And at the end of the day, stocks are an inflation hedge. Okay, if you buy good quality consumer staples, financials, industrial companies, the, the technology companies, all of these things will be able to adjust over time to rising prices. There may be a shock in the short term. If the news is bad one day, you may see a little bit of a sell-off in the market. You may even go a few months with, with a, a pullback. But all of those companies have the ability to adjust their pricing power. And overwhelmingly, uh, stocks will, will act as a hedge. But if you want to get tactical about it, where, where might all of this new money go? Okay, where if there's stimulus, if there's pent up demand and savings, well, people are going to buy stuff. And, and so manufacturing, uh, specifically in emerging markets, where a lot of the furniture and uh, home goods and, and, and things that people are buying, you know, so emerging markets may be a great place that most people don't think to go get a, a protection and hedge against inflation. Uh, the other category would be small company U.S. stocks. So it may not be just these few dominant large cap companies that have all the action. And, and you're seeing that already this year where small cap value is, is one of the best performing uh, sectors of the, of the stock market right now. So, you know, consumer staples, the reopening stocks, uh, you know, hotels, cruise lines, rental cars, uh, there, there's a lot of positive things happening there besides loading up on gold and, and treasury tips. Well, hopefully that provides you with some good tidbits on today's show about inflation. And uh, feel free to reach out if you ever have any questions. Before we end today's show, I want to definitely remind you, go back and listen to episode 50, the one before this one, if you haven't already. It's titled The Big Five O, The Big 50. And we have uh, kind of some fun cash and prizes and fabulous gifts that we are giving away if you go and take the Make the Dough Rise podcast trivia quiz or test, if you will. 
take the quiz. You can get entered for a chance to win a prize. We're going to leave the quiz open for a little bit longer so people have time to listen to the episode, the questions, and uh, maybe give you the chance to go back and listen to a few previous episodes if you need some help. It's an open book or an open audio test, if you will, so you can reference the previous episodes to help you complete the quiz. Uh, It's only a couple of questions long, so it's easy to take. should only take you a few minutes to do it. And uh, again, you can win some fabulous cash and prizes. Brian, remind us, what are some of the cool things that uh, you guys are giving away? Well, first of all, let me assure you that I took the quiz and I actually made a 100 on it. So nice. That's, I feel like you passable. should make a 100 on it. <laughs> yeah, but no, we'll have uh, gift cards for Audible. If you like podcasts, you'll probably like audio audiobooks. Uh, if you're local to Greensboro or or not, we'll have some gift cards for Cafe 44 or Starbucks, If you know, whatever your, your choice is. And then if somebody's interested in getting my secret pizza dough recipe and making technique, we will do a live or Zoom version of uh, making my pizza dough, uh, slow rise, sourdough, fermentation. And I will, if you're not local, I will send you the ingredients and we can we can go through it th- through Zoom. Or if you're local and you want to come in and afterwards throw a few pizzas on the oven, uh, we'd be be more than happy to do that. You can't even place a proper value on that. I mean, that's just... Uh, that's it's just, invaluable. Yes, it's an, it's I, I invaluable. It's just a supreme <laughs> giveaway. It really is. Um, you like the uh, very subtle pizza pun there? Supreme. That giveaway. was good. That yeah. was good. Uh, so if you want to learn how to make pizza with Brian, either in person or uh, over Zoom, uh, whatever you're comfortable with or able to do based on location or want to get some gift cards to Audible, restaurants, other cool things, we're giving away uh, tons of stuff. Go take the quiz. It's at livingworth.com slash big50, big and then the number five zero, uh, livingworth.com slash big50. And we're going to link to it in the description of today's show, so it's easy for you to find. But again, you can also type in livingworth.com slash big50. Take the quiz, check it out, have some fun with it, and maybe win some great prizes. We're going to leave that open and available for a little longer. So go do it now while you're thinking about it. Brian, thanks for the guidance on inflation today and for the help, and we'll look forward to another conversation with you soon. Have a great 4th of July, by the way, um, coming up in a couple of days. So any big plans for the 4th this year? No, we, uh, we've we got a new Wave Runner toy at the house, so I'm going to get some skis and go out and teach the girls how to, to, to ski and maybe wakeboard and some Shoot other some fireworks like off the back of the jet ski while you're Yo, driving man, gonna. Yeah, we're going to break all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Uh, t- take take some good pictures. We'll, uh, we'll post them uh, along with the show if you get some, some good fireworks going over the weekend. That sounds good. Uh, happy Independence Day, everybody. We'll talk to you again next time right back here on Make the Dough Rise. Make the Dough Rise is brought to you by Living Worth Wealth Advisors, with a central office in Greensboro, Georgia, but serving the Lake Country and beyond. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. Subscribe today and never miss an episode. Just search for Make the Dough Rise with Brian Doe. You can also visit MakeTheDoughRise.com to listen to recent episodes. If you'd like to contact the show or schedule a complimentary financial review with Brian and the team, just go to MakeTheDoughRise.com and get in touch through the website. Or call 706-451-9800. Thanks for listening to Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.